Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 37 of The Usual Podcast, the podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me, as always, again, is my co-host, Will. Say hello, dude. Hello, everybody. I'm, I'm amped. Me too. I'm feeling it's, amped. It's been a weird day, Yep. but with my drink in my hand, I'm doing nicely. Speaking of, we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. Will is drinking... I am enjoying my nice Kraken rum and Diet Pepsi. And uh, I had a little nip of the Kraken before we started recording here. And it was just to relive Comic-Con. Because honestly, for the last four years, the drink of choice, and I may or may not carry a flask with me at Comic-Con. Oh, he does. And it's always Kraken rum. It is. We, we load up on the Kraken and we uh, mm-hmm. we uh, partake in it's some possible. shots in certain parts of Gas Lamp. And- Look, it is what it is. And here's the thing. It's important. It is. And every time outside of Comic-Con I have Kraken, it's Comic-Con tasting. Yeah. I'm drinking also, in addition to, uh, a new one I found at the store. On sale. Five bucks. Uh, it's called Dub. Yeah, I tried this. I'm drinking my Kraken. Yeah. And I'm still tasting the hops. Indeed. So, double IPA from 10 Barrel Brewing Company. It's called Dub. It's serious. It's almost 10%. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would make sense if it's 10 barrel. I think that was our goal. And yeah, it's hoppy. It's thick. And it's delicious. It's like motor oil. No. It tastes better than motor oil. <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> All right. Anyway, before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And find us on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, and Swotor Network. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at I am Will Griggs. We're on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. So, of course, oh, good news, buddy. Oh, wait, I didn't finish what I was saying. Give us positive ratings on the social medias. Two things. Okay. I'm holding up one finger. Two things. <clears throat> yes. Oh, it's starting already. We got another five-star rating on iTunes. Awesome. So, in addition to the one we got last week, we got another one. We're up to Lucky 13, which Boom. I think, look, it's important. Give us more ratings. That's important. But thanks to John Skeen, and we'll get more to him in a minute. Yes. John, after last week's show pointed out to me that, well, he sent me the link and I was being stupid. I was going through my portal to like where I put the podcast and where I see our data. So that's why I couldn't find the ratings. If I just went to the... On Stitcher? Actually went to Stitcher and searched for us, yeah. I would have seen that we Go had to the, the actual page, mm-hmm. yeah. So I didn't do that. Point is, is thank you, John. Thanks, and John. we have one rating on there, thanks to John. And we have now officially two since the week before last. Perfect. So we're... Look, I mean, it's not... It's not skyrocketing, but we still have a perfect record, which I think is important. It is important. Of course, we have the timestamps in the show notes for non-Sortor fans. We're going to spend a little time in everything today. We have a lot to cover, but not a whole lot that's going to take a long time. Yeah. Which so, is good. Yeah, it's going to be nice. And so skip around if you want. Timestamps are always available if you need them. Give us feedback. Uh, we did get a lot of feedback on the new show format, and I wanted to kind of throw out there that people were digging it. Uh, Jesse gave us a nice... Uh, Thumbs up earlier today. Nice. Um, John Skeen, of course, we talked about last week, digs it. Um, <clears throat> some other folks, Master Lou, some other folks were basically saying they're, they're into it. Yeah, so far we've done two of the spinoffs. We've mm-hmm. done a one-shot, which mm-hmm. we're actually, we're going to be, uh, we, we've done one-shot and we've done a real reviews. 
our plan was to do a universe uh, episode based around the Arrowverse, but because of something coming up in the Arrowverse in the yep. next couple of weeks, we're pushing that back for two weeks, and so we're going to do another cycle of one-shot this week and real reviews next week. Indeed. Our one-shot is going to be focused on the DC series Bombshells. Yep. And also an independent series called Starve. We may touch on some Star Wars. Yeah, because, you know, Maybe. there are ongoing Star Wars runs that we do. Uh, we still want to give them attention. Indeed. But the focus on the episode will be on those other two. Well, and I think the universe ones that we have planned, a little more gearing up mm-hmm. is in order as well. There's, um, I want to watch Constantine before we do that yes. in a perfect world. Um, so I want, I want to make sure that we give people the best show we can. So. Yeah, I mean, don't, besides Constantine, there's the web show Vixen. No. There's... We gotta watch that too comic books to read there's lots of stuff there's lots to cover and um like well i might as well say this now since we're in the beginning of the show we're going to switch some things around next week with wog which we'll talk about and stuff because i'm out of town next weekend for Mm -hmm. the wedding which is why i'm missing extra life and stuff like that so we'll get more to that but we promise we're going to keep going so we're going to do one shot and then we're going to do real reviews again and then we'll get to our other our third spinoff yes which i'm excited about man and again let us know if it's working, if it's not working, but so far, everything's been positive. Yeah, so far, actually, we're looking at our, at, I mean, we, we don't do this for numbers. We do this because we enjoy doing oh, we it. We don't do it for numbers. And bro. we have great fans, but <laughs> our, the numbers are actually holding up. It's not we're, we're getting about the same number of people listening to spinoffs as we have to the actual episode. Which I think is pretty cool. Um, I Honestly, I somewhat expected it with the comics because mm-hmm. a lot of our listeners are Star Wars fans and they yes. and they listen to us for, for SWOTOR. Um, and I was stoked that people are still coming to real reviews and staying with us throughout. And I'm, yes. I'm down with it, dude. And I just want to keep doing it. And Seriously. again, we love you guys. We're not talking about a lot of numbers here, but I'm excited for those folks who are listening and contributing and sending the stuff. Segway. Segway. So patreon.com slash the usual podcast. We are, are going to, we are going to do another drawing on, uh, episode, episode 40. 40. I would like to give a big fat shout out to our friend John Skeen, long time, all time fan of the show. Yes. Been with us since the beginning. He sent us two batches of beer. Uh, he has sent us something else super amazing as of this week. First, I just, I can't even. Okay. So I got a tweet from him the other day. Yes. Ran into comic book artist friend of mine, got a signed print for you guys, gonna send it to you. I was like, that's amazing. Who is this guy? So he, his name is Stuart Sager, mm-hmm. and he does mostly. Uh, right now he's working mostly on The Walking Dead, um, which some of his covers are phenomenal. I mean, he's just an incredibly art, incredible artist, but he has in the past done work for both DC and Marvel. Yeah. Um, he did uh, some variant covers on the uh, uh, Amazing Spider-Man run. Um, I saw one cover he did of Harlequin, oh. and Harlequin... Looks, I mean, you know, we love Harley. We do love Harley, but the thing with Harley is, especially nowadays, she looks very bubblegum evil. Okay. You know what I mean? Yep. His cover is vicious. It's the kind of one that you imagine, like, in, we'll get to this in Arrow, in the Arrowverse thing, but, you know, when, because they involved the Suicide Squad in Arrow, but there's a, just a single scene where you see Harley Quinn. And she's locked in a rubber room, oh and God. she's like looking out the window, and she looks evil. I love it. And it's it, that's the kind of thing he he draws he draws villainy very well. Yeah, uh, very talented artist. We have um, a link to his stuff in the show notes. And again, a big thanks to John Skeen. So, what did you get, buddy? 
I got an incredible, uh, <laughs> an incredible drawing of Wolverine. Yeah, and this is comic style Wolverine with the big hair coming up. Yeah, and that the, was sick. Dude. And it, the the way he did the the uh, the claws were fantastic. It's not just claws; it's like the way the claws look. They're like he was slashing. Yeah. So it's like the claws aren't even coming out of his hand. It's just the like the after image of the claws. It's yeah. really kind of cool. Super sick. And what did I get? Yeah, what you asking? Um, I don't. I'm, I got, I'm excited about Wolverine. No, I'm excited for you. It was amazing. I got a, a, a sick ass drawing of Vader. It looks really cool. And uh, I think what I'm going to do for our um, listeners when this goes live, I think what I'm going to do um, in the show notes is put a link to, or maybe I'll put them on the website. Actually, um, either way, I'm going to put a link to the photos of these. Yeah, definitely. And, and what I'll also do is I'll create a, uh, you know, I'm, when I get, uh, tomorrow, I'm going to create a Patreon board on our Pinterest page and I will good. put uh, a whole bunch of Stuart's figure stuff. Awesome. And so you'll be able to check them out and you'll see what we see. And thanks again, John Skinny, you're the man. And thank you, Stuart Sager. Yeah. These are oh, phenomenal. Seriously. Thank you. Just to finish off our Patreon stuff, uh, you know, help us out a buck or two an episode. Uh, <laughs> send us stuff. Why not? Why not? I mean, other people are. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, if you want to go our big package, this time of year is perfect. Pippi's Long Stockings is uh, offering to send you hella socks. Uh, ten bucks an episode, you know, beer and socks for, you know, give us two weeks. Ten bucks an episode, we'll send you some socks. Yeah, and you know, I'm, I mention every time we bring this up, but these are great socks. Yeah. I really find them entertaining. They're Oh, you know, they I run, took mine off because it's a thousand degrees in this room. It is like a thousand degrees in here, yeah. but they, they seriously, they run the gamut. Um, they've got, you know, unicorn socks and everything, but they, you know, they've got total geek, geek socks. My, I have some socks with capes on them. So I've got, I've got a mm-hmm. uh, set of Superman's Indeed. socks with capes. But my favorite thing that I saw was in the shop, uh, like three weeks ago. And, you know, you think of socks, you think a pair of socks, right? Well, just like a couple, right? But they had this set. Of famous historical threesomes. I think that's important. And, and you can mix and match them? Yeah, and you can mix and match them. Yeah. So I had like, um, oh, it was uh, Frida Kahlo yep. with, I think it was with Salvador Dali. And, I think Dali and I can't remember. I can't remember. Her husband was an artist. Yeah. But then it also had um, Marilyn, Jackie O, yeah. and Kennedy. And I'm like, awesome. those are brilliant concepts. Yeah. So anyway, we'll send you cool stuff if you want. You know, just help us out. And last thing, audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. Uh, 30 day free trial. You know, again, use our link. It's on the website. I just want to touch on, cause last week I suggested the man in the high castle, which I actually forgot to totally check and see if it is on audible. Oh, yeah. But my sister pointed something out because we did reference that because it is coming up to be on Hulu. Yeah. It turns out the pilot, Amazon. Amazon. It turns out the pilot was released on Amazon back was in it? January. Oh. And they released the second episode last week. Are we behind? We are, but the rest of the series isn't getting released on November 20th. So we do have a couple weeks, and we're going to catch up on the first two. I feel like you let us down. I did, dude. That was I. That was me dropping the... Yeah. I, I, if I had a ball right here, I would drop it, too, to signify it. But well, I dropped the ball. Thank you to my sister Donna for pointing it out. And she's watched the first two episodes. And she she messaged me up and said, Have you seen Man in the High Castle? <laughs> out of nowhere. And I hadn't even told her that I'd been looking forward to it. And uh, she says it's wonderful. So, all right. I'm going to watch them this weekend. Cool. And, you know, Audible is great. I, again, I'm behind on stuff. We've been recommending the same stuff. Definitely check it out. Use our link. Get a free book. Free books are great. Yes. Real quick. Yes. We're about to... I'm segueing again, into Star Wars The Old Republic. 
You want to fight? I'm ready. You do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you, if you will only kneel. We're going to start in the community section. Yes. As we always do. I have to give you some crap. On behalf of our friend John Skeen. Okay? Uh, he was deeply, deeply offended that you said he wasn't in the guild. <laughs> I was drunk. <laughs> oh, John, I told you I'd do it. He, he's not mad. It was just... That's my, <laughs> that's my excuse. <laughs> I wish I could take a picture of your face. I feel like... Oh, just messing with you. He I, was... Who has seen the movie Weird he, Science? No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. He text, he, he sent me a message on Twitter and he's like, of course I'm in the guild. I transferred to the Harbinger to be with you guys. I feel so bad. <laughs> I just thought it was funny because he sent us all this stuff. He's been our boy and you're like, I didn't even look at your freaking nameplate, bro. Um, I'm giving you crap. I told him I would because I would have fun with it. Okay, we, I, we already hashed it out. It's all good. Okay, I feel really bad. <laughs> not bad enough to send back my Wolverine. No, print. that's not a thing. Right. <laughs> Continue, but but uh, bad enough that you know you heckle me in game next time we walk, and uh, maybe I'll give you the special set of you know special you know armor piece that I got from the Halloween uh, oh. event that I got, which was the hmm. we're making amends, spirited dancer or something, whatever it was. It's oh, a yeah. naked clothes, naked clothes. Uh, See, you hear that, John? You have naked clothes coming towards you, buddy. That's good. I told him I'd give you crap. We were just going to mess with you. <laughs> I was going to do it on Twitter, and I was like, I'm just going to wait until we're on the mic, and I'm just going to give him crap. He loves you. I love you. You know that. All right. Let's move on. Uh, I have some other community shout-outs I want to throw out there. I listened to Old Republic Radio yes. yesterday or today. I can't remember. Um, their episode 131 called Knights of the Missing Pants because of all the... Dude, actually, companion uh, pants. Yes, Chuck brought it up on uh, Bad Feeling. Apparently, there's a lot of companions missing pants. I've literally only logged into one tune. We'll get to that later. But I haven't looked at any of their old, you know, companions or anything. Almost all of my pants had, all my, all my pants, all my companions had missing pants. And if they were in my inventory, I sold them. So they're going to be pantsless for a while. Um, so, but Oofalong was a guest on that episode. They do a Swotor 101 section, which is really cool, and he did a section on gearing for coffee. Oh, nice. And so it's definitely worth a listen. Check it out. Oofalong's always good. Um, and, of course, Old Republic Radio is great. I hear that they're going to be hosting the next uh, GGC as well. Oh, fantastic. Um, they're great guys over there. And they're the Old Republic dads, who I was a part yes, of before I, I left servers. Also, Swotor Escape Podcast, episode 114. Um, they give their reactions to coffee. Um but more importantly, they did their, last week they did, they called it a sip of coffee or something like that, uh, where it was just like their first impressions. It was, they literally recorded the night it came out. Oh, wow. And then this week they went around the community, interviewed a bunch of people from their guild and other people from the community and got their impressions of the, of the expansion. And it's a really, it's definitely, I love those guys. They're awesome anyway, but it's definitely worth a listen. Uh, Master Lou uh, is on towards the end. They interview him. He does nice. a good job. So Teresa and some other folks. It's it's really fun. Before we get to the extra life stuff, one big super shout out to our friends over at Swotorn Network. It is the they celebrated their first birthday recently. Yeah, and they're great because they they give so much love to the entire community. They so. do. And Jesse helps out on that site now as yes. well. Well, um, congratulations to Swotorn Network. It's uh, you know podcasting. It's it's an it's an interesting beast that everyone's still trying to get 
a hang of unless you're Kevin Smith, who's the the master. It's like eight podcasts. But. Exactly, but uh, you know, lasting a, a year as a, an online network and and you know supporting all his podcasts and everything, it's it really helps all of us. Well, and what's nice, what's nice about Sorted Network is they put everything in a in a clump. You know, blogs, yes. videos, podcasts, um, dev posts, stuff like that, and you know, it's all there for you to check out. Yeah, so it's a great hub of activity. So thanks, Sorted Network, for letting us uh, for posting our stuff on there. Shoot. Yeah, I mean. It helps us and helps everybody, and it's great. Um, the last thing, of course, is the Extra Life charity event. Um, we'll put a link in the show notes. We talked about it last week. Um, we played the bumper last week. Um, I, I, like I said, I probably won't be able to con- uh, help out or participate this year unless it's after the fact. The community is going to be lively next weekend. Yeah, it's, it's really uh, fun. Yeah, uh, Passionately Casual is doing a great job with this with their Unholy Alliance Wookiee Mistake yeah. team. And uh, check out the, the latest episode of, of Passionately Casual. And they've got an interview with the community manager from uh, Children's Miracle Network. So, yeah. And it's, it's a, worth a listen. It's it's cool to see how this started, how it got how going. How it came to be, yeah. You absolutely. Know, and, um, and, and that kind of thing. So definitely check that out and use the link to give a couple bucks. If you can't contribute, cool. If not... Play some games. It's yes. an excuse to play games and help. Like games. we ever need that. Oh, no. You need a, we, that's a real excuse. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just ignoring my kids. This is a reason. We have excuses <laughs> normally. Good point, dude. That's a good distinction, actually. All right. So should we get to our weeks in game? Absolutely. All right. So uh, what did you do this week, buddy? Should we? Okay. So well, here's what we should do. Yes. We're going to talk mostly this week about alliances. Yes. And the thing we didn't cover last week. And I think... We don't want to give away spoilers. Yeah, we're so, not going to be giving away spoilers. We're just going to be talking more about the framework of, okay. of alliances as opposed to specific names and And, and maybe quests. what we did and stuff as well. Right. But, so should we do... Well, why don't you go ahead and say what you did this week and spoiler-free, of course. Yeah, just overall, I'm basically... I'm playing, I've been playing my main. I've, this is the only uh, tune I've been playing the, the new release on. Um, and my main is a Sith... Sorry, not Sith. Where did that come from? A Sith what? I know, right? <laughs> uh, actually, it's because I saw a, a picture on uh, Pinterest this week of somebody who did artwork for a Sith trooper, Ooh, which was be amazing. gorgeous. It was really cool. Oh, totally. Um, but no, this week, my main is a uh, is a Sniper. And so I basically, I play that all the time. And so I finished uh, Chapter 9. So I got all the way through the, the, the basic content. Um, then we did Wog last week, and we ran Heroics. We tried the new Heroic Terminal uh, on the fleet and collected all the Narshadah quests. And honestly, that was, I mean, not surprisingly fun, but that was a blast. I had a good time. Yeah, it was cool because it was content that most of us had not done in at least a year. Right. The only downside for me on the Wog night really was that we had to split in groups of four. And because of that, <laughs> we went to different channels. Yes. And so instead of talking to the whole group, we were just talking to the, it was actually you, me, and one other person. Yeah, actually. well, actually, we started off switching into groups of four, but then Lou and Chinook came in, and so we had to switch into groups of threes. Which is fine. We had a group of four and yeah, two groups had, of three we had or something. Two, we had two teams on the same channel, and we kept, like, <laughs> talking off each other. And they're like, well, we're going to go. <laughs> yeah, so they switched channels. So, it was fun. there was one, uh, you know, we're talking about the Nurture Doc West. There was a bug with the the Verbither uh, Heroic. Verbither? Um, where you couldn't area loot. Oh, that's right. But we did have that. Yeah, error. take off yeah. area loot and t- turn off uh, auto loot. Right. And because uh, I went through and did it individually later on by myself, and uh, turn and off area works. loot and okay. auto loot, and you're fine. Cool. 
Um, other than that, I just did a lot of work with alliances. Yeah. And we'll, and we'll get to the alliance stuff in, in a little bit. And honestly, I had a, I, like I said, we had a really good time with WOG. This week, what we're going to do with WOG is we're going to, because of alliances, is asking us to do certain things. Right. Um, we won't say what they are. We're not going to say what they are. But it is group content. But it's group content, and it's other aspects outside of normal PvE. Right. That the the quests are asking us, to, asking us to do. So some folks, I feel like, why not just get together... Oh, exactly. And, and, and do it all together, and I think it'd be fun. Yeah. So, the, really quick, the other thing I, I was working on is I started doing the solo mode of Star Fortress, mm-hmm. which is cool. Exactly. So what oh, did you do? Next week. Next week. Next week in WOG, what we're going to do is Pub Ops, and that's going to be on a Thursday, because I'm out of town on that next Friday. Right. Again, the thing. Um Overall, what I what did I do? Um, I'm having a blast with coffee, which we'll talk about in our discussion topic. But overwhelmed with what there is to do, I did finish the um, I finished the storyline on my main, which is my assassin. Great time doing that. Uh, I spent some time gearing out my assassin in anticipation for ops or anything else that we wanted to do, maybe. And so, and plus, I was maxed out on common data crystals. So I might as well spend them. So I actually, right. I spent all my comms for the most part. Um, and I geared out my tune in 208 gear and I had augments left from, from before. Right. And I, since I'm a synth weaver, all I needed to do was craft a couple of the green pieces and I was able to craft a bunch of augments. So oh, I nice. augmented the rest of my That's gear. That's something I need to do this week. It was a lot of fun and it, it doesn't take as long. It's simpler. It's simpler. All I did was I had to craft a couple green things. I had all the mats from before, you know, sectioned off. So it was really simple. And now I'm feeling, I'm feeling beefy, bro. I have like 74,000 hit points or something. Like, wow. I'm feeling like the man. Maybe a super tank. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so, but I'm all tanked out, ready to go. And, um, and the content that I'm doing right now, as far as heroic twos and stuff like that with my companion, easily doable. Cool. So that's been a lot of fun. So that's pretty much it outside of alliances, which we'll talk about, um, that I did this week. Uh, I have not touched a single other tune. I kept telling myself to do so, especially since I haven't completed my trooper, uh, storyline yet. It's very hard to do with, yeah. with as much content as there is available and which will kind of, we're, we're burying the lead a little bit, but, um, but you're right. Yeah, I logged in on all of my tunes uh, specifically so I could collect everything that was sent to me in the mail. Also, I haven't done the data and content because my... you have to do that too. You have to log in all your tunes yeah. and all the data crons. and to uh, to clear out my my cargo. Um, yeah, so that's the only reason. But I didn't actually run anything. They're all just standing in the in the stronghold. So okay, yeah, and I did that before coffee launched. But now when I go back to each one of those tunes, I'm gonna have all of that companion yeah, gear so it's a good sitting thing we, in yeah. my. It's a good thing I cleared it out because yeah, then I don't have it on the mail. Exactly. But well, I mean, I did clear everything out, and I still have a ton of still mail. mail. Oh man! All right, so let's get to the little bits of news. This is JT, and this is Jesse from Passionately Casual Podcast, and you're listening to the Usual Podcast. Did you know that November seventh is Extra Life Day? Extra Life benefits Children's Miracle Network hospitals, and gamers all over the world get involved by playing twelve or 24 hours straight. We'd like to invite you to join our team and play with us or sponsor the team with a donation today. 
To find out more about the event and the cool prizes you can win with your donation, including a Spiro BB-8 app-enabled droid, please go to unholyalliance.org slash extra life. Play games. Heal kids. We had a couple patches, there were some bugs. Mm-hmm. Any launch of a new expansion, there's going to be stuff. Uh, 4.0A uh, launched on the 22nd. And that was to clear up a couple of things. We talked about that last week, that that was going to be launching pretty right. much that night yeah. that we recorded, um, or the next night. And, and it's just, says, you know, it's just fixing up a couple of things that, you know, happen when you, when, anytime you have a patch, exactly. a new, a major release. And there was a, there was a couple of things that I thought were interesting, like C2N2 was, had totally disappeared from my, my ship. And I thought it was part of the story, but I hadn't started the story yet. Right. And I got on my ship, I was like, I'm feeling lonely. Where's C2 into? So he's been restored. Um, stuff like that. Uh, level 60 tokens are now enabled. Right. So if you want to have another started 60 tune, you can buy that off the cartel market. Right. That's happened. And then let's see. Uh, companion equipment that was not returned to players uh, with the release of 4.0 has been returned. Yes. So that was with 4.0. There that was, was some stuff missing. Yeah. yeah. And that was on the 22nd 4.0A. Then... <laughs> We have another one, which is Game Update 4.0.1. Which was last night. Which was last night. And this was the Game Update to launch coffee to the rest of the subscribers that didn't have access to early early access. Access to early access? Yeah, that's right. That works. Yeah. So anyway, um, they also fixed some stuff. Ooh, I didn't even know this was a thing. Logging out while using a taxi no longer removes level sync. Yeah, if I had known that last week, I wouldn't have had my... Rear and handed to me by the first. Did that happen to you? No. If I'd known it, <laughs> I, I, I'm not one to take take advantage of. I got gotcha, you. Uh, I got gotcha. you. Exploits, but <laughs> let's I just say even... I went to try. I went to go try to beat a a world boss that I used to normally handle easily. Right. And all of a sudden, two seconds, and I'm like, dude, what the heck am I lying on the ground for? <laughs> I'm like, damn you, level six. Yeah, level six. Uh, so there was some other stuff too, due to massive improvements in homeworld defenses. It's no longer possible to reach an opposing faction's planet. There were some folks who I know ended up on the other faction's areas Interesting. randomly, which I thought was cool. Which is funny. That's happened before in other patches where you end up on the wrong fleet, but that's something old. There was a couple other things. There was some class changes to Jedi Consular and the Trooper. Uh, Medical Probe has been returned to the Trooper. I'm sure they missed that. Treek equipment can now be worn by all companions. Vanguards and power techs now have That'd the option. Be funny. Yeah. <laughs> Vanguards and power techs now have the option of receiving a tank lockbox when completing the mission item modification. Okay, good. Um, which, again, these are all little bug things. Right. I forgot to tell you something that I did in game this week. Okay. I purchased rocket boots. Congratulations. Because I... What, what, what changed your mind after all these... All this time. All this time. Well, you know me, I'm a completionist. And so I was going through my my thing. It's like, okay, well, that was the last thing on, uh, what is it, convenience that I had. convenience. Right. Because I... uh, Yeah, legacy convenience. Yeah, I'd already unlocked all of my everything. You know, speed of piloting, all the the quick travel, uh, legacy quick travel ones, including the new Odessa one. Um, But I just had never bought rocket boots because I'm like, I'm not going to drop two million credits on this stuff, right? (laughs) So then I'm like, wait a second, everything on the GTN got reset, I might as well just go check pricing. So I went and bought a whole bunch of, you know, titles and emotes and everything. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm going to check the price on Rocket Boots. First Rocket Boots, 245k. So oh. I dropped it on that. 
Yeah. Well, you're buying that. I'm buying that. You're stupid if you don't buy that. Exactly. <laughs> well, congratulations, dude. It's yeah, nice, so isn't it? It is kind of nice. Um, because I keybind it and I use it whenever I just am going. Yeah, I put it on my know. I put on my number one quick travel yeah. or, or my number one. Uh, I changed my UI too. Oh, good for you. Again, but I uh, I put on my number one quick bar. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, I'm, I'm so glad that you did that. Good job. <laughs> now you don't have to get all mad when I use it when we're on a flashpoint together. Okay, so Nico Okar and the Act Dog are now available through Knights of the Fallen Empire if they are unlocked prior to starting uh, Chapter 1 of the Hunt. So I guess what was happening was, like, you did the opposite of me. I waited until I unlocked him in the story, but you opened him right, immediately. Right, I, I opened him immediately. So... Because it just, just because it opened up space in my cargo hold. Right. But I guess if people who did what you did tried to get him in the game... Couldn't get him until this patch. Oh, that's weird because I opened him up to get him? him and I still got him in the game. Maybe it wasn't everybody. Because, I mean, it just says. I don't know. Yeah, because anyway. I got him in the story and I hmm. already had him unlocked before. There's some other fun stuff in here. Like, troopers no longer end up with two yoons. Um, which I think is important. Which would be cool to have, too. But, um, Kevin Boss Heroic Missions now award the appropriate reputation token. So... There's a whole bunch of stuff in here. Um, we're not going to go through everything because we want to talk about no, some but, of the new stuff. Yeah, but with, the, with the stuff in the update, it's just basically fixing little bugs. Right, exactly. This one's good. Droid items no longer drop from random world, boss, world bosses. Just random. Why would you have one? That's obsolete. Anyway. All right. So let's. So there's two other things I want to point out um, besides the Harbinger being down and there was an issue with level, level, with chapter, chapter 7. seven. Lady of Sorrows, there was some issues with that. So there's random stuff in there as well uh, that hopefully have been worked out. There's two things that came up today. Uh, Let's Chat, Cartel Market, and You, new pack design. So they're looking for feedback on the new packs. Cool. And so that was pretty cool. Which is actually something I still have not delved into. I did a little bit. Actually, I bought a super pack um, because it's it's nice to be able to buy something that's not 30 or 1. So I bought the middle. I didn't get anything really super cool, but I and did. this one that has five, right? Uh, is it five? It might be like, maybe it's five. I feel like it's like eight, but it might be five. Okay. But it, it's kind of cool. I think, buying, I think I'll be buying that tonight when I get home. Yeah, it's nice. I, I bought it. Um, I got some cool, st- I got some cool, uh, armor. Like, and right now, because of the way armor is too, there's a lot of options out there and my, mm-hmm. all my cargo holds are filling up. And so I, and because I've only played one tune, I'm st- saving this stuff for my other tunes, but I never know where to put it. So uh, they're looking for feedback on the new pack design. Basically, like, you know, what's working? Is it worth it? Worth the price? Stuff like that. Um, so definitely uh, chime in there. I didn't look through the feeds, but, um, you know, I'll, maybe we'll do that between now and next week. Last thing is Let's Chat, Cartel Market, and you, Bronze, Silver, Gold packs. So they're looking for v- feedback on that. Um, I personally, my my... The only reason I didn't buy any of the gold silver packs, one, they didn't have one for emotes. And two, they didn't have, I felt the price for the gold pack, which is, I know has what I want in it. It was a little out of my, out of the price range I was willing to pay. It was like 1200, 1300, something like that, cartel coins. And like, while I have that much, I, I would rather spend it on something else. So I, I just, I, for me, I think the price should drop a little bit on those, but we'll kind of see how, how the how the feed, uh, you know, shakes out. Well, it might out. just end up being one of those things that are constantly 30% off. Or... And that's kind of what I hope. Like, let's make it always 30, 35, 40% off, and then 
then I'd be willing to do it. If it was under a thousand for a gold pack, I'd definitely do it because you get a full set of armor, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a cool ass outfit for a tune, depending on what you have. And that's what I'd be willing to pay for. Right. I, it's hard for me to, to, to drop 13, 1400, you know, on that. So that's where I'm at with that Bioware since you're listening, right? <laughs> of course they are. Of course they are. So last thing, downtime will be happening tonight. Yes. And it's only for an hour and it's to well, activate it's early tomorrow morning. Early tomorrow morning. And it's to activate additional hardware to increase server capacity. Which nice. I find interesting. Yes. I'm I'm guessing they've got a lot of extra people coming in. And I know I was in a queue in the beginning of Codfee. Um, I don't know if you ever got into a no, queue. No, it's funny. I still but... actually have not had to deal with a queue since mm. uh since launch, really. Mm. But um I also did not have any I do I was not part of the outage. Oh, when the server yeah. went down. Right, okay. Yeah. It just wasn't happening to be playing during that time. All right. Well, let's get to our discussion topic, man. Yes. I want. I broke this into three parts. Story, mm-hmm. alliance, Yes. and I have one more question at the end. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'm bearing the lead on that one. See yes, you are. Um, story impressions. The story is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I am really looking forward to doing this on multiple tunes mm. and doing the the interactions multiple ways to find out how it changes. Okay. Um, because, like I said, as of right now, I've only run it through on my main, and she's a mostly light side, yet practical about credits operative. Okay. Okay, so she's she has idealistic tendencies, but she realizes that some people have to die. Well, I think that's important. Right, but, <laughs> but senseless killing is not her her way she'd much rather get information from you i'm all about senseless killing yes you are um so on the other hand i'm really looking forward to trying my jedi counselor who is pure light side okay like every single thing he does is light side okay um then i'm also looking forward to doing my sith warrior who's pure dark okay so uh yeah i'm with you and, and you know i don't want to give away spoilers i really had a hard time not playing the story. Once I started it, I I just kind of kept going. Oh, you're like, and yeah. Every time a new chapter started, I'm like, okay, let's keep going. Yeah, I mean, I never felt like, all right, I'm bored. I want to... The cinematics, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Camera angles, the dialogue, the voice acting. I mean, this is... I, I, I really feel this is the height of what Bioware is capable of. Yeah. And this is really, really good stuff. One thing I love about the... About the uh, the new story is before you even get to alliance stuff, the way that they treat companions in the story is great yeah. because there are certain parts of the story where you've got to take certain companions out. There was things like that. In, there are quests like that in the, in the, re- in the yeah in the first three uh, overall release parts, right? But the cool thing is, is in those things you had to you only had to take them into the final confrontation. Right, in the final instance. Right. So anything getting up to that, you could have whoever you wanted. Exactly. This one, it's like you end the chapter, you begin the next thing, and they're with you. And there's no other way to get the other person. So it's cool because it forces you to go with stories. I mean, follow the story and not follow the way you want to play. And I didn't have a problem with it. I mean, no, I'm, I liked and, it. And the way they... And like we kind of alluded to it last week a little bit, but the way they set up the story... Made Very it so it yeah it made a lot of sense that oh yeah of course this companion's with me mm-hmm. of course this companion's with me now because that one's doing this and this is what's happening and I had a I had a really hard time putting it down and again that's the only thing I did outside of you know organizing my my inventory 
and that kind of thing in the beginning. I played the story until I was through chapter nine. And yeah. The, it's very good. Uh, the one other thing I want to say is the choices. The choices for me, I can't, although I can't imagine me doing this on every single one of my tunes, but the choices did matter. The choices did have an impact. And some of those things, it's really cool to see that play out later. Yeah. What I love about it is it's not just, okay, if you pick light side, dark side, or no side, whether you're going to get points from your... Uh, it's not about that anymore. Exactly. Because now it's not just on those choices that are light side, dark side, or no side. It's every choice they say this will be remembered, or mm-hmm. this is approved, or they find this amusing, or... Well, they're going to remember your cruelty, or exactly. you know, that kind of thing. Sorry, um, I haven't actually found that one yet. Well, I, I found that a couple times. <laughs> uh, so, I overall, the story is pure Bioware, pure awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, there was... N- I cannot wait for the next chapter. There, there, There's the typical twists and turns... You get to, you, you really do impact the story and the NPCs, the people you interact with. And I think that's why what we're going to talk about next is so powerful is the alliance system and the way they bring in the NPCs and the other characters in the story is so freaking good. Yes. That you just want to keep, you just want to keep going mm-hmm. and you just want to see what happens next, which reminds me too, before I forget, the other reason I haven't tried this on another tune is because I'm not, this was the only tune. My main was the only one I've done all the companion quests with. Okay. And if I'm going to do this with another, another tune, I am not going to skip those quests. I want to, and the way it's set up now, I could sit there and go through it all and bust those out. I'm not going to start coffee with another character without going through those companion quests because it just makes what happens in coffee so much more powerful. Because and you have that base of decisions. Exactly. And you have those in, those impactful decisions and what you did before carrying over into this world. It's yeah, because, really cool. Yeah, because if you don't finish up your, your companion quests in, you know, your, your one to 60 companion mm-hmm. quests, you don't have that relationship that they're going to be drawing those reactions out of. So for example, I mean, this isn't a spoiler because from the last thing, my bounty hunter is married to Mako. Right. Right. I haven't played my bounty hunter yet, so I don't know how, but I'm really curious to see, I mean. What happens after five years? <laughs> exactly. You're married and five years are gone. What's right. happening? Maybe she's with some other brother. Maybe she's with someone else. <laughs> anyway. Or a sister, you know. <laughs> or a sister. Maybe I... she found the guy that got on with Captain Jackso. <laughs> overall, man, I... I cannot say how happy I am with the story part of, of this yeah, expansion. And, By and far the best story they've done. Yes, and the locations of Zakul and Odessa are just wonderful. Really cool. Um, let's get to the big part. Yes. And then I have one more little quick question, then we're going to get out of here. Introducing the Alliance system. I have the link in the show notes. We're not going to run through that. We had that last week. We touched on some stuff. I just want to know, I just want to talk to you about surprises. What did you, I, here's what happens. Yes. I'm, I'm just going to say this. Done with chapter nine. Yes. No, I'm done with chapter nine. Okay, what am I going to do now? Your choices for what happens after chapter nine are nearly infinite, in my opinion. Yeah. It's insanity how much stuff there is to do. Go talk to this person. Go talk to this person. Okay, I'm like, all right, I'm talking to this guy. Here I am. Okay, what's up? Oh, well, do this. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. Okay, move on to this. And before you know it, you are literally bogged down 
not bogged down in a bad way, but bogged down with like so much content. Crap. I have to do all these things in order to, and you feel like, and just like in, um, Inquisition or Dragon Age games and stuff, uh, you know, the Dragon Age franchise was good at this. You need to build up your forces in order to, uh, uh accomplish this task. Okay. So in the meantime, while all these other things are going on, you need to go out and you need to please this person, not please this person, but you need to gather these resources. You need to go and do this. You need to go and do this. Yeah. And, and gather more, more power. Get more power. Yeah. Mass I'm, effect does yeah. it too. Sorry. Unlike the, the, your companions in the original one through 60, where, you know, you just, you know, you're going to get your five companions and you just, you know, you, kind of know they're going to be showing up roughly on these planets and it's going to be part of the story and at the end regardless of what decisions you make they're going to be part of your mm-hmm. alliance right or a part of your crew um with this it's it really seems more of a recruitment and you have to choose whether you're recruiting them or how you're recruiting them or what you're going to be doing how you want to interact and it's really much more yeah. interactive and there are moments where you have the obvious choice of Screw you, dude. I'm not recruiting you. Yeah. And it's like, well, don't I want this guy? Mm-hmm. And some of them are familiar faces. And that's when it gets interesting. Well, um, thing is, maybe not familiar if you hadn't played all tunes. Well, and having played all the classes, yes. it would be familiar. This is why, sorry to interrupt, but Go this ahead. is why it makes it really important to have that living legend title badge. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's talk about this in a general way, just so that we give the listeners an idea if they haven't gotten there yet. And most people probably have gotten there by the time they listen to this. If you finish chapter nine, you understand what this system is about. But yes. really, you are in the middle, and it's very Mass Effect, you know, Dragon Agey, where you are in the middle of this thing where you're now trying to build up your power. And so now it's time to go and talk to this companion, this this person, and get them to do a thing. They work in the Star Fortress uh, flashpoint into this, which I thought was really cool the way they did it. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to go to multiple planets and get multiple pieces and do these things. The other thing is that is really neat about your new kind of home base, right, which I liked, is you have people, you have four main people working for you. And they, you go to them and you are giving them ultimately, those. that's your base for power. You have research, you have... Um, you know, Jedi and they're the ones giving you the names of who you go recruit. Exactly, and so all of this is connected. You're all over the place, but the best part about it is they don't make you freaking travel there. You you can yes. quick travel, quick to travel everywhere. Every companion to all of the side quests, all the heroics, and all that, and it's really cool. Speaking of the the four people that are that help you on Odessa, is how do you like the weeklies or the dailies and weeklies with C two N two? What you haven't tried those yet? No. Okay, on Odessan. Okay. Once you. Oh, I did those. Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 The the cleaning things and the. Yeah. The uh, the uh, making, making people them, comfortable. Yes. I didn't know that was a weekly. Is that a weekly? Yeah. Well, they're dailies, and oh. then you can get a weekly from it too. Oh, I didn't know that was a daily weekly thing. No. Yeah. Keep I, going back to C two N two because you can make them more. Oh my god, dude! That is so much and fun. You keep getting stuff because the thing is, is <laughs> you have the four people right. Yeah. And they're in different corners of the. Of the cave, basically. Right. But in a side room on the way to one of them, there's a data pad. Okay. That tells you your overall progress with the four. Oh. And you collect done that? things there, too. 
Oh, man. So what we're getting at here, listeners, is I have just barely cracked the surface. I think Will's a little farther on the Star Fortress. Star Forge stuff. Is Star Forge? Star Fortress. Star Fortress stuff than I am. Um, I... I, I am absolutely floored with how much content there is after chapter nine on this one tune. Yeah, you know, the funny thing is, is you kind of had two reactions with the way that they were releasing information pre-coffee. Mm-hmm. It was either, dude, you're not telling us anything, or once they do a streaming, you're like, don't spoil everything. Right. And I'm looking back on those, and I'm like, there's no possible way they could have spoiled everything because there's so much content. And it makes... A world of sense why they, they didn't, didn't tell us about the alliances. alliances until the damn thing dropped. Because it is so important it's a to very, the gameplay. Yeah, and it's a really robust system. It's very well thought out. Mm-hmm. And honestly, man, I have been finding myself at work doing the things I do. Thinking about, oh, I gotta do those heroics. I should get some more things for that companion. Oh, I should have went over there. I'm... I, I, I sound like Chuck and Brian right now. Yeah. I'm like, this is taking over my whole life. Yeah. A, a little shout out to Brian here is that in, la- in this last, the last week's episode of uh, Bad Feeling, Brian said that he's he's feeling like he was back in the day when he yeah. first started playing. It's uh, like he's staying up way too late and he's like, it literally is taking over his life. And it's like, I'm finding that way too. I'm, I'm having trouble sleeping because I'm thinking of things I want to do. And I'm like, I have okay, passed out of just- my computer last three nights because I'm just like, just, just, I just need to go to this planet and do this thing, and I find myself asleep. Okay, the night, two nights ago, I woke up in the middle of the night at like 3 a.m., and I'm like, okay, I can just get on and play for about an hour. <laughs> Before I'm like, okay, I should go back to sleep, maybe go to work. Uh, look, so, we'll get into more of this stuff later. I'm, I cannot, so the last question I wanna, I wanna throw out to you in our discussion topic is, do you see yourself doing this on multiple tunes? So many tunes. Really? Yes. How? Where is this time coming from? Um, I only have a part-time job. <laughs> but no. <laughs> no. The, the, but what I'm saying but the is, thing is... is because what I think this does, this gives so much more longevity to this game. It sure does. Because, however, I mean, however long it takes me, I'm just... Because, because decisions matter more now, and the way that you're going to be building a base is differently now... It's different it is. with every every different every place. This honestly, this is an RP's dream mm-hmm. because if you go into it thinking that way, that every single decision that you make, down to what kind of clothing right, you wear right. and everything, makes it makes it sense. It is heaven. Here's the thing: it you're right. It's an RP play RPG players heaven. The only counter to that is it is it an MMO players heaven. I will say yes, because the way that they're interacting in the alliances, and again, not to give away spoilers, mm-hmm. but the certain tasks that you're required to perform for certain companions force you to interact with other players online. And with level sync, with the new heroic system, I did the, remember that really pain the ass solo heroic where you're up really high in the thing and you have to, and you have to you have to uh, 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 break the the artifacts and kill super tedious. You remember that Drawing one? A blank. Doesn't matter. I I did that one last night. It was I was on Alderaan. Um, I did that one on my own last night, and it was super tedious. But I saw groups of people doing. It. Yeah, I, I mean, see groups of people doing these things, and what's exciting about it is 
if this is if this system is going to force us to do things with other people, that's fine. But the people like the Wall Group, we have an infinite number of things to do. Absolutely. With the bolster system from 50 to 65 for ops, with the heroics, with um uh what's the other thing? With, level uh, sync. Level sync. Everything makes it so we can do all the things together. I mean, I'm at first, I'm like, well, it, it does feel like a single-player RPG because you are watching all these cutscenes and doing this stuff. But it really does. Um, it excites me because I know that when I get on to play with my my guild members, I'm going to have a freaking badass time in whatever I do. Exactly. You know, Going back to when I said I went to go try to tackle a world boss that I had beaten solo so many times... <laughs> Honestly, I'm, I'm glad that I had actually switched over to my desktop and I had my better video card and everything because I was able to have a better experience playing it. But I was like, okay, I jumped into the the the, the world boss area on this particular planet and I saw somebody just standing there off to the side. And I'm like, yeah. okay. And I literally am bounding right past them <laughs> and I go to attack the world boss and it's like... <laughs> and I'm down on the ground and I'm looking around and as soon as this is happening, I'm getting a group invite. Yeah. From, like, the, uh, from the random person. You need help, dude. <laughs> like, seriously. So like, so I'm like, I got my, my butt handed to me. Exactly. And so we, we grouped up and then another random came in. So there are three of us and we still can't take it down. Yeah, dude. And I think this is important. And we're going to, we're going to tackle some stuff, content like that this yeah. week. And, and we'll report back more, uh, but honestly, overall, I can't, I couldn't be more excited about this expansion and be more satisfied with the fact that they, outside of PvP and maybe GSF, they really hit everything here. Well, if they're putting this much effort, I mean, you could tell that everyone's like, well, they've been ignoring PvP and GSF for so long. I'm like, well, yeah, because they've been focusing on this. Yeah. Now that we know that what this is, then we can just know that now they can put some effort, the same sort of effort to those things yeah. to make it just as good. Exactly. All right. So I say we get out of Sword Tour. We're done with Sword Tour. And I, I had a really great week and I cannot wait until Podcast Corner. Podcast Corner. I'm going to throw a weird one at you. Hey, you told me about this one earlier in the week, so I'm kind of curious. It's to... not a weird, it's not really weird because I like podcasts like this, right. but this one is called We Have Concerns. It is Jeff Canada uh, and Anthony Carboni. They talk about personal philosophical concerns they find lurking inside everyday things. It's fun. Okay. <laughs> so I've listened to like their first five or six. I binged them a little today. I'm going to keep going. I'm really enjoying their podcast. I was, I was, uh, um, turned on to, to one of the guys. I believe it was, uh, Anthony Carboni. He was doing a, he does a lot of, um, reviews and stuff for tech. Okay. They're very smart, these guys. And so, it's kind of like the sit down and let's talk about this article kind of thing and see where it goes. At the same time, it's, they bring an intelligence to it and right. they bring pop culture to it and they bring, um, technology to it. And I think it's pretty fun. Um, I haven't dived in enough. They've got like 200 episodes in less than a year. Wow. So they do this a lot and, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. So. I don't know if I like you that much to do that much. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying. I can't see you that often. Um, but anyway, it's, it's really fun. It's a, it's a good podcast. And so definitely check it out. That's the only suggestion I have this week because I've been outside of that binge, binging, uh, um, shut up a second, like I talked about last week. Right. So. All right. Uh, let's jump out of this and get to Star Wars. I was raised to do one thing. But I've got 
nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. I will finish what you started. things happening yes so the trailer got released we talked about that last week yeah and again thank you those of you who tuned in to that show where we Mm -hmm. talked about our impressions of the trailer um i've watched the trailer since then at least 20 more times i have a lot more ideas but we can talk about that another time first thing on our list there was a thank you an official thank you from star wars and disney about uh the Force Awakens. Week. That's one thing Abrams is really good at. Yeah. And Disney's always been good at. Just thanking their fan base. It's, this is a really good post. I, this is a link to the official site, but one of the things I just highlighted says, in 24 hours, a trailer was viewed online more than 112 million times. Um, that's 128 million times globally in a single day. Wow. That's insane. You know, and I'm going to get to the next thing in a second, that's, but. In the US, one out of every three people saw the trailer. I mean. On average. It doesn't. Obviously, it helps that it was during Monday Night Football. Right. But, I mean, that's that's a staggering number, dude. It is. And it's breaking records all over the place. So, segue. Um, you know, Star Wars, Star Wars pre-sales bre- uh, break records. Unprecedented demand. Okay? IMAX reported specific numbers with the large screen exhibitor saying it has sold a staggering $6.5 million in tickets. And that's just for IMAX. That's not counting 3D and regular screens. In our silly little theater. It's 6.5 on one format. That's nuts. So really right now, I think if you want to see this movie on the day it comes out, I don't know if you'll be able to do it. Yeah, and actually the, the little bit of information here that staggers me is AMC Theaters, mm-hmm. which is the second largest chain in the country, and actually I worked for them for all of about three days. Mm. Uh, they have over 5,000 locations, said the film had broken a single-day advance record uh, for ticket sales, right? Which you kind of expect. Of course. They broke the record by ten times. It's like, it's not like, oh, well, broke it by a small margin. It's tenfold. Yeah, and it said it didn't release specific figures, but said it sold out more than 1,000 shows nationwide within 12 hours. Oh my god. That is absolutely insane. And I'm just glad we got our tickets. Yeah, we got our tickets to our small, small little theater here in town. And there's, it looks like there's going to be a group of about, what, 15, 20 of us going? Oh, at least. Oh, yeah. There's going to be, right now, there's at least 12. I've got four extra tickets. Uh, I'm sure some other folks will latch on. It's going to be great. And, you know, there may or may not be some drinking beforehand and some podcasting afterhand. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Here's the plan. All right. Do you you have it written down? Do I have to have it written down? No, but I I didn't know if you had a... Uh, I have an itinerary in my head. What's going to happen is we work until about 12.30, technically. Right. I'm supposed to stay at work till 3.30. That's not a thing. So I'm going to leave early. Okay. Well, technically, I'm supposed to be at work till 2.30. None of that's happening. So let's say say 2 o'clock. All right. 3 o'clock. We leave. Go get hella pizzas. Hella pizzas. And hella cool beers. Thank you, Piaggi's. Yeah, Piaggi's going to be representing. And we're going to eat a bunch of pizza, drink a bunch of beer. And calzones. And we're going to go out of the theater, you know, an hour and a half, two hours early and get some gold seats. And it's going to be a great time, dude. It is going to be so Afterwards, the plan is to come back and have a roundtable podcast and just get all our friends on the mic. Like I said, I, my buddy Jeremy's coming into town, his wife, us, some friend, co-workers. I mean, 
all these really cool Star Wars fans, and it'd be really neat to everybody to be able to sit down and be like, okay, what did you like? What did you like? What did you like? Does it hold up? Is this is is it good? I mean, I think that's important, and then it's gonna be super fun. Yeah, and it's a it's a little nostalgia for me too because uh, um, you know, thirteen years ago, the first time I ever met your wife really was, or first time I hung out with your wife right. was for the premiere of episode two. And my goal. If not before that, Doctor Who wise, is to get my wife on the mic that night, briefly. I don't know if that's gonna happen. It's not gonna happen, but a man we, can dream. We might have her yell from the other room, and I liked it. It'd be something like that's that. That's what we can dream. A man can dream. Anyway, uh, but breaking records, excitement, all around, right? Yeah. Uh, let's let's talk about this next thing here. Um, it's. So the it says it's no accident Luke Skywalker is missing from Star Wars: The Force Awakens. There was a little bit of a I'm not sure what the event was, but J.J. Abrams was on the red carpet of some some right. sort. People were asking him questions and saying, "Where's Luke? Where's Luke?" He says, "I you know all good questions, all good questions." Um, but it is story based. Yeah, and reasoning he, for it. Yeah, and he says, "I can't wait for you to find out." Damn you, Abrams. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it is. It wasn't. I mean, we never thought it was. Right. But it wasn't an oversight. Who? Well, should we put Luke on the poster? Nah. Is no some big deal. is some graphic designer fired? <laughs> it's it's all on purpose, as we knew it was. Right. Abrams does everything deliberately, and I think this is going to be exciting to find out what's going on. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, uh, if you remember a few weeks ago, we talked about uh, Netflix was in negotiations with Lucasfilm and Disney. Um, because they already had a contract with Disney starting up this spring of 2016, and they were trying to fold The Force Awakens into that. Um, but you found something that counters this. No, I found this, and this really just says Netflix will stream the new Star Wars in 2016, but only if you live in Canada. Or if your server is in Canada. <laughs> so I guess there's some ways around it, but I mean, I'm not exactly sure why this is happening. Um, it says if you're determined to save money by watching Star Wars or Force Awakens at home, um, you better live in the true north. <laughs> so Netflix tells Variety that the timing of its Star Wars deal, uh, its Disney deals, will only let them stream the new Star Wars flick in Canada starting eight months after yeah. it leaves the theaters. And this is, this makes sense because, as we said, the, the U.S. Disney Netflix deal doesn't start until spring of 2016. The current Canadian Disney agreement... Uh, includes all releases up through the end of 2015. Oh, okay. And onward. Okay. So whereas uh, the U.S. doesn't start till 2016, this one started in 2015, and that obviously includes Force Awakens. Makes sense. So it was just kind of like, end up being a happy accident almost. Well. Yeah, I mean, that or Canada got on the ball early and... You no, know, I mean, I've been thinking about moving to Canada anyway. Yeah, healthcare. Should we just go to Canada? <laughs> uh, no. Nah. What so, else do we have? Um. Oh. Soundtrack. Oh, the soundtrack. Me, I'm a huge fan of soundtracks. The whole reason, I mean, I used to be a, a subscriber to to XM, Sirius XM, because the whole reason was for um, they had a channel called um, Cinemagic, which was all soundtracks and, and scores all day long, which okay. is fantastic. So I love them. But John Williams is also one of my idols, and it looks like the pre-order for the soundtrack for Force Awakens is now available. Which I'll be getting it. Yeah, my fear, I don't, I'm torn. This is like my Battlefront issue, which we'll talk about in a couple minutes. I'm not sure if I'm going to, I'm not going to get it yet till after movie. <laughs> You're looking at me like I'm talking 
in another language. But honestly, I don't think I'm going to buy the soundtrack to the movie. I haven't are, are seen you, the movie. Are you speaking Jolly? Yeah, me well, right now? Uh, uh, it's Hatties. I'm, I'm, I'm not speaking Hatties. <laughs> so the point is, is that I I love the fact it's on sale. Yes. Uh, I will buy it. Will I listen to it before the movie? No. Why? I don't want to. I have a weird thing with music. Should I say this on the mic? I have a weird thing with music. If I've heard music ahead of the time of the movie. I have to point out to somebody around me that I've heard that music before and that why it's cool and why I like it. Okay, so two things. One, you're not buying the soundtrack. Mm. Two, you're not sitting next to me in the theater. Indeed. So I'm not going to buy the soundtrack. Okay, the only reason I wouldn't buy the soundtrack, and actually I haven't even looked at the track listing, even if it is available, for one specific reason. Spoilers. And it is another John Williams soundtrack. No, not, well, yes, spoilers. But it's it's the soundtrack that John Williams did for The Patriot. Mm. Right, which was a, you know, Dean Devlin Roland Emmerich film with Mel Gibson. It was done back in, I think it was 2000. If you're going to kill off a character in a movie, please don't title one of your tracks The Death of So-and-So. Oh, God. Why would you do that? It was like halfway through the track listing was So-and-So's Death. And I'm Hmm. like, all right, you just made your spoiler. The Princess Leia theme is better. Yes. (laughs) Um... I, you know, and my weirdness with music aside, like, one of my favorite soundtracks when we've talked about is Gladiator. Yeah. And, like, I love the Gladiator soundtrack, but I can't watch that movie without being fully invested in every right. piece of music that comes through it. And, you know, if I've watched, if, I, if I'm never, if that person I'm watching with has never seen the movie, I was like, oh my God, I love this music. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I don't want to even bring that to it. I want to experience the music. Then get the soundtrack, then rewatch the movie. That's kind of where I'm at. I, I can totally see where you're with that. Yeah. Battlefront news. Yes, Battlefront. There is a new trailer. Oh, the trailer is badass. And this goes back to the other conversation that we were having. Because of all the slow tourness that's happening, I don't, I think I'm going to hold off and let someone buy me Battlefront for Christmas. Yeah, I, I already know that nobody I know is going to buy it for me for Christmas. But. Um, yeah, your birthday's in December. I mean, I might buy it for you for Christmas. But I'm saying. Continue. Um, <laughs> I'm putting it off till after the new year. Um, <laughs> to make things awkward on the mic. Go ahead. Awkward. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you, and my whole thing is, I just, even if I get it, I'll play it for a couple minutes, and I'll be like, well, I got Swotor to play. Exactly. And and that's where I'm at right now with Battlefront. It, the gameplay is great. The trailers are great. This trailer is phenomenal. You get a voiceover from Palpatine. You get some sick-ass gameplay, and it's definitely worth watching and definitely worth buying. I am past the shooter side of me at this point in my life. Yeah, and I've never been a first-person shooter. I definitely want to buy into this because I like the story. And I actually did play some of the beta, and I did the demo back at Comic-Con. Right. Um, I could learn to do it. Um, it still is, it just doesn't come as naturally to me as the stuff that I've been doing in Sword War. And, and don't get me wrong, I love shooters. They're fun. I just... I have so much invested in the game I've been playing for four years, it's hard for me to... To, to, you know, even with Inquisition or Skyrim, to find the time to spend in those games. Yeah. Let alone a first person shooter that's like, okay, cool. I mean, I, I, I'm, I love Battlefront. I'm going to get it. I'm going to have someone buy it for me and I'm going to play it whenever, maybe we'll do a wog night or something. And that's totally fine. That said, the trailer's great. Check it out. Other Battlefront news, Millennium Falcon and Boba Fett Slave One. We get, 
that's going to be hero ships in Battlefront, which is also cool. That is cool. I, I will say my favorite part of the trailer, though, is uh, the, the new Battlefront trailer, yeah. is when Boba Fett's flying over the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> yeah, what does he say? He says, uh, oh, <laughs> Something like, well, that's not going to Oh, that's not again. happening again. Yeah. <laughs> which is, which is freaking awesome. Yeah. Uh, you see the Leia hero character, Palpatine, Han, Han, Boba Fett, Vader. Luke. You see Vader, uh, doing a, a sick ass saber throw. It's definitely worth checking out the trailer. Yeah. And after I saw that trailer, I was like, well, I think I'm going to pre-order this anyway, even though, and again, I found myself going, oh, don't do it. So, um, why do it? Right. We'll see. We'll see. I get paid this week. So we'll see. <laughs> All right. So anyway, back to merchandise. Yes. Well, not back to merchandise. Which you can't really talk about Star Wars without eventually mentioning merchandise. <sighs> Indeed. But here is somebody being stupid. <laughs> So last week we talked about the the folks the you know white genocide yes. thing, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. So this week we have something else for you folks. Uh, Targets okay. Here's the here's I'm not going to bury the lead. Here's the title: Target stores accused of sexism for selling T-shirt that replaces Princess Leia with Luke Skywalker. Okay, kind of set it up a little bit in the opening scene in A New Hope, uh-huh. the original movie, yep. where. Vader is confronting Leia, and he's got the stormtroopers behind him. He goes, "You are a rebel spy, and a, yeah. or you're a member of an alliance, member and a of the rebel spy. alliance, and a traitor. Take and her away." Yeah. Yes, and he's pointing at her. Yeah, target side a different way. Also, can I on their side? It says Star Wars boys humor keyword graphic tee navy color. So it says I brought the dark side, and there's a picture of that scene. Right. Okay, and instead of Leia. It's Luke. And it says, I brought the dark side. What did you bring? And humor. The shirt's $4.50. <laughs> okay. My thing is this. I pointed out one, one tweet that this article highlighted. And I thought this was amazing. It said, at Target is selling hashtag Star Wars shirt where Leia is replaced by Luke. It's a boy's shirt now. Hashtag include the girls. <sighs> Um, where do I begin? I can see where the tweeter's coming from. Sure. This actually reminds me a lot of the way, like, Legos are branded. Okay. Right? Because, okay, I grew up but in a, continue. I grew up in a time when Legos, you bought them in a big, huge bucket or a pack. And sure. They weren't sets like right. they are now. And you make your own stuff. Right. You make, you build your own stuff and everything. But what I loved about, and now they say, okay, well, now you can buy Smurf sets or you can buy Star Wars sets, you can, but they're geared towards gender. Right. Right. Whereas I still remember there's this iconic, uh, Lego ad from the seventies where it showed a redhead girl in, in overalls playing with Legos. And right. I'm like, totally had absolutely nothing to do with gender. Well, okay. This shirt in its current context would not work if Leia was there. Because they never have an interaction. Who don't? Leia and Vader. Well, they do. Well, besides this. But the point is, is like, I just feel like there's so much history and stuff between Vader and Luke. Right. The The crux of it is, I brought the dark side. What did you bring? Like, it's not like it wouldn't work in the context of like that one moment where she's standing in front of right, no. Luke. You know, I just... It's it's for funds. It's for funsies. It's fun. It is, but the thing that gets me mm. is it's a humor graphic tee. Indeed. It's not funny. Well, not funny. But also, 
Does it warrant the reaction? No, I think there's over reaction, mm-hmm. but I think so. It's also I can understand why they would be upset. All right. I don't care. I think it's funny. I think it's very much what we were talking about last week. And I brought this up because I just think that we're a little too like so if I want to let's flip it around. If Leia was in that picture, I brought the dark side. What did you bring? What do you think the reaction would be? I don't think there would be actually. You don't think so? No, oh, I think somebody would be upset about something. Well, somebody's already uh, always upset about something anyway. Well, I guess that's my point. Anyway, this whole thing is done. Should we move on? Move on. Rumor mill. Rumor mill. We have a few Star Wars rumor mills. Um, <laughs> this one is completely. Oh, I'm gonna cry. Non-canon or anything. But I read an article, I can't even remember who it is, um, but um, he basically said that he's been arguing, he's been triumphing, triumph, triumphing? Yeah, you got it. Yeah. He's championing? Been, he's championing, championing. He's been championing this argument for years, that Luke actually turned to the dark side at the end of, uh, the end of Return mm-hmm. of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he actually, and he's got a whole long article here and he actually supports it with evidence, which is really, really interesting. But he ties it in with the way that the Force Awakens trailer does happen. And huh. he actually argues, I mean, on, and I'm not going to give spoilers or anything, because, you know, 112 million people have already sure. seen the trailer. But he's arguing that Luke could be on the dark side. Yeah. I I haven't read this. And my Where's Luke rant from last week, I think, ha, ha, I've been thinking about. Uh, my main thing is this. What if, you know, I'm gonna throw a couple things out there. Since we don't see Luke in the trailer, since we don't see him in any of the promos, the merchandise, or anything like that, I mean, he's obviously not Kylo Ren, but what if he's the strings behind him? What if Luke Skywalker is full-on absent until we see him at a certain really cool, pivotal part in the movie? I mean, obviously, I'm sure these things have been out there before. I don't go out of my way to find out rumors i just been thinking about these things since I had that little rant last week. They can approach this in many different ways. And what JJ said earlier in the, that we were just talking about is the fact that it's all for a reason. Obviously, this is... Just wait. We, we, yeah, we know Luke's not in the trailer. We're not stupid. Well, we know right? he's in the movie. He's in the movie. We've built him as in the being in the movie. So I, I don't know. I'm worried for Luke. At this, but at the same time, I think... J.J. is really playing this whole thing very well. Yes. And has Luke turned to the dark side? I I can see that for sure. I can see... It did happen in the EU. Yeah. The dark... I mean, and yes, and I love the EU on that. And I personally, I like a darker story anyway. And I would love to see that play out. Um, Luke, all in black, at the end, you know, burning his father's body. Where does he go from there? I can see that for sure. And I, I love that idea. I don't know what Homeboy wrote in this in this article, but I love that idea, and I and I would love to see that play on the big screen. Me, right. I wouldn't be my child, you know, that whole my childhood, my childhood would not be crushed if Luke and Luke, being a Luke turned to the bad side, you know, dark side, you know, did bad things or whatever, and was right. redeemed or not redeemed. I don't give a crap, but that wouldn't ruin as long it as it's all in service to the story. As long as the story is good, I'm I'm in. Yeah. So, so that's it. It was just a little article I happened to find. So, you totally. know, check it out Sorry, if you I'm want. I'm ranting a lot tonight. Oh, that's fine. You, you know, dragging this too out. many hops. <laughs> I 
I'll kill you. Um, Darth Maul? Yeah, Darth Maul. There was a Darth Maul video game that was in no. production for uh, for quite a while, but the deal to make it had been nixed when Disney bought Lucasfilm. Well, now it's being resurrected. The company that was in, that was making it is really making a big push, mm. and uh, so it looks like it might be having a comeback. I'd like to see a Darth Maul game. Fun. Yeah, it would be very cool. Uh, what else do I have here? Uh, this next one you probably you found. I didn't see this. this is late, oh, I just late found this. Breaking. Yeah, I just found this today. Uh, Captain America Civil War trailer speculated with Star Wars The Force Awakens. Which I can totally see. Makes because, a lot of sense. Yeah, Captain America is coming out, what, next May, next April? Something like that. I, I, this makes a lot of sense. Disney, obviously, owns all these franchises. It, it makes a lot of sense. I think it'd be fun. Okay, this has actually just popped something up in my head that has become a new phenomenon since the last Disney trilogy. Okay. Post-credit scenes. Are we going to see one here? Well, I, I I can't remember there was a podcast I was listening to that was talking about this possibility exactly, and I can't remember which one. It might have been Cantina Cast or something, but I don't know. Do you think that... Okay, Marvel does it. Yes. Di- Marvel Superbly. Disney... Bar- Marvel Disney does it. Yes. We haven't had Marvel Lucasfilm yet. Right. Should they do it? Do they need to do it? And it, I don't know where I fall in this quite yet, but do you think should do you think they should do it? Let's start there. Okay, you know I think the most brilliant way that they can do it, because the hard way because the way Marvel does it is it specifically ties into the next film released in the slate. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's not Avengers setting up the next Avengers movie. It's Avengers setting up Captain America or Ant Man, and Ant Man setting up Captain America. You know, it's setting up other movies, not specifically in the particular yeah character. Right, right. right. With Star Wars, with this, would you set up Episode Eight, which isn't for two extra years, or, or Rogue One? Right, but Rogue One takes place. But this is the thing: Can you imagine a post-credit scene where? Leia is talking to Ray or something. I mean, I don't know how yeah. the end of the how the end of the movie is going to pan out. So I don't know what characters are alive or dead or whatnot. But imagine Leia speaking to Ray about mm-hmm. insurrection, okay. and she references like, and you see them talking, and it references a spy a spy mission, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you see in flashback a scene from Rogue One. Ah, that'd be sick. That would be, I think, the the proper way to do it I, because they are out of chronological continuity. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. I that makes more sense than what I was thinking of actually. I was I I had an idea too of, you know, if they're going to set up Rogue One, that's one thing, but I think that's a little out. But if they're going to do if they're going to do episode 8 depending on what is going on with Luke. Exactly. That could be a really nice post movie Holy crap, what did we just see? What's going on with Luke? A little tie-in, and then let us sit on it for two years. True. Or it could be something completely unconnected to story, a la uh, the first Pirates of the Caribbean, which at the end of the credit scene you had Jack the Monkey holding up one of the uh, pieces of eight, and it showed him as a ghost, or as a a skeleton. And which movie was it that they did Howard the Duck? Uh, Guardians. Yeah. So at the end but of Guardians. But that kind of ties in eventually. Yeah, but, I guess that does. Yeah. Um, or closer to the post credits, the first post credits scene in uh, the first Avengers. Yeah. Where they're eating shawarma. Yeah, that's a good. Point. If it specifically references something that's mentioned offhanded mm-hmm. in the movie hmm. and doesn't tie into any other story. Huh. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I I would like to see 
I would like to see it tie into okay. what... Okay, you have a thing. Go ahead. I do. Okay. Out of every trailer we've seen so far, Boyega's been out of breath. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah. What if it's him sleeping soundly in bed? <laughs> I think we got the name of the show. Boyega sleeps soundly. Um, <laughs> hilarious, dude. That's good. I'm going to leave it at that. All right. Should we get to section three? Let's get, get, out, Let's get out of here. Okay. Future where I'm a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Pop culture, go. Pop culture. Okay, we're on to our, our pop culture <laughs> section rumor mill. We only have a few things here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still laughing from section. Okay, continue. But of course, you have a little, you know, yeah. dream cloud that's showing him running in his dream. <laughs> Anyway, so we mentioned this a couple weeks ago with Ant-Man, but it looks like Peyton Reed, who directed the first Ant-Man movie, mm-hmm. is in official talks to direct Ant-Man and the Wasp, which is great. He's a great That's director. Awesome. I'm excited. Let's just hope they get it wrapped up. And this is rumor still. Rumor. Okay. Um, the next one, we we had mentioned the fact that, that Ben Affleck had been hoping to to uh, to write the, the next Batman movie. Right. But... It looks like it's... Well, and there's another rumor out there that's saying that he might be open to directing him. Because, I mean, honestly, right now, he's slated to do three Batman movies. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there's a high probability, you know, taking Argo and these other things into effect, that he would probably direct him. Direct one of them. Right. So I think that's a good... I I would love to see a Batfleck-directed Batman movie. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like... He's actually becoming a, a good director. He's a good director. Um, I'm not going to put him up on the levels Clooney yet. No, don't do because, that. you know, Clooney, you know, directed Good Night and Good Luck. Did he do one? He didn't do the Oceans ones. No, he did not direct. Those okay. were directed by uh, um, his producing partner. Uh, why am I drawing? His initial, the last name starts with an S. Um, mm, Soderbergh? Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Steven Soderbergh. Yeah. Um, so that's who directed those. Um, but, you know, he's. Jump up his own. I mean, and they're neither one is is even close to Redford yet. No, no. Redford like set the bar on that. Well, um, but if he's willing to make that transition to being an actor that still acts yet directs, you know, Clint Eastwood is another great example. Sure, Eastwood. Um, last part about this piece is uh, Affleck actually was. He said, "Look, if if I can make it work, yeah, obviously it would be like a dream. The trick is." As any movie is to make sure that you, if you're going to direct it, that you can make it good. You know, you've got to have the right idea and the right take on it. Broadly speaking, it's something I'd be open to for sure. It's a very exciting idea. He's the one of the busiest guys in Hollywood right now. He is. I mean, Kevin Smith, who is one of his oldest fans, is still can't, having a hard time trying to get, get him, him to, to do Mars too, which sucks. Come on, Affleck. I know you're listening, bro. Just do, just do Mars too. Yeah, it's it's. Two days of work. Just do it, bro. Dude, if Johnny Depp can take it out of his schedule to do a trilogy of films with Kevin Smith. And, and Affleck, dude, you're not Johnny Depp. Oh, too much? Too, too much. Too far? Too far. Neither of them are listening. Let's move on. Let's move on. I'm Go actually ahead. excited about this next bit of news, and this totally ties in with what we talked about last week with uh, Iron Fist and oh, right. changes to Marvel uh, Slate. Yeah. Uh, I thought this was cool. I kind of had to throw this into rumor mill because John Barenthal... Who is the Punisher? Right, he's right? going to be the Punisher in. Uh, was it second? Is season? or was? No, he hasn't been yet. I don't think so. 
I can't remember. So anyway, I'm I know saying. he's going to be in season two of, of Daredevil. Yeah. Okay. So John Barenthal, uh, Punisher rumored to be replacing Iron Fish on Iron Fist on Netflix. So rumors of a Marvel internal uh, civil war between movies and TV. That's continuing. You know, those are all rumors. But what's what's super important about this is that we were we've been talking recently about are they going to go forward with Iron Fist? Are they not? Um, that was in the same vein of uh, uh, Jessica Jones. Right, it's part and, of the Defenders. And, and Daredevil and that kind of thing on, on Netflix. Right. right, the great thing about the Defenders, because the Defenders are another group of heroes. These are anti-heroes, really. In the same Which vein as Batman. Avengers or X-Men or, hmm. um, you know, Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, the X-Men. You know, there, there's, I mean, superheroes love their their groups. Right. Um, and the Defenders were not just the four that they had originally focused on with Netflix. Of, you know, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, and, and Daredevil. Um, there are many people that are, I mean, I know, uh, the Hulk was part of the Defenders at one time. Right. The Punisher was part of the Defenders at one time. I think, honestly, that the Punisher is a much more marketable character than Iron Fist. I think that's what they're running up against, right? Yes. Now. I think that's what they're trying to figure out. So, do they go forward with Iron Fist? Do, do they do a Defenders thing? They could, do... the cool thing is they could easily pull Iron Fist into a movie. Right. Not necessarily an Iron Fist movie, but pull him into as a side character in a movie. And Iron Fist is one of those characters that I've been wanting to dive into. Because I, you know, I see him in Marvel Puzzle Quest. And right. stuff. I don't know much about him, but I would really like to, to know more about that particular character. But I don't, again, I would watch it if it was on a Netflix thing. Right. You know, like Daredevil. But uh, would I rather see a Defenders thing? Probably. Yeah, and I and I like Punisher. I think the Punisher story and the backstory Love is really good. I mean, even the Thomas Jane Marvel movie that was yeah. done less than ten years ago is actually pretty decent. Um, I think them doing it in the Marvel Cinematic Universe style would be much better. Yeah, um, and I think John Bernthal is a good casting choice. I mean, he played Shane in Walking Dead. See, and I don't watch that show, but I hear good things about this. Yeah, he was in the, actor, the first yeah. season of, of Walking Dead, and he's good. So totally. All right, so let's get out of rumor mill. Yeah, we're going to get on to hard news. Okay. Um, so Frank Marshall was uh, talking uh, to Total Film about uh, the the rumors that have been circulating about Indiana Jones and how Kathleen Kennedy is specifically looking at it um, as definitely one of the the, the Lucas slash Disney uh, properties yeah. that could easily be explored. Um, and then there was lots of rumors that it was going to be recast younger with Chris Pratt. Because Chris Pratt's and everything. And we've talked about that. This um, would be amazing. Yeah, it would be amazing. But it looks like uh, Frank Marshall's kind of putting a, a kibosh on that. And he's leaning more that, that if they were to do an Indiana Jones thing, his point of view is that they should lean more towards the Bourne model hmm. of replacing when Matt Damon didn't do the, the, the fourth Bourne movie. They brought in Jeremy Renner hmm. to be a different agent in the same agency. Okay. So they're considering bringing in uh, that... Even if they do cast, say Chris Pratt, that it would be something like they were trying to do a Shia LaBeouf that do a spinoff, but Muttling or Mutt uh, was just a bad character. I got you. And Shia LaBeouf didn't play very well. Yeah. Um, but it, they were if they were to to do it as like somebody who he taught in college or something. That'd be cool. And it would just be another character in the same universe. That'd be as opposed that. to the Bond model of just replacing the, the title character with a new actor. Which is yeah. Right. So that's the, that's the, the, you know, not a lot of news there, but it's a little bit more clarification on what the producers are thinking. And they're the ones that really matter. Yeah, I think that's important. Um, this is really cool. Anytime we get 
and new Harry Potter information is always awesome. Harry Potter information? Yes. And there we already know that there's a Harry Potter Broadway show, well, stage show that's debuting on the West End, which is, you know, London's uh, equivalent of Broadway. Um, and it is going to be starting summer of 2016. And, oh. and Rowling is actually writing it. Well, it really? turns out it's going to be a two-parter. And it's not going to be like, okay, we're going to release the first stage play. And they're like, on the first part, it's going to be the matinee, and the second part, it's going to be the night show. No way. So that's going to be like a four, four or five hour marathon yeah. of Or it'll be across theater? two nights. Wow. But on days that they have matinees, they can do it on the same day. Huh. It's called Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. And it, although it won't center around Harry Potter, Harry Potter will be in it. It takes place 19, it actually, already, the, the official release says, um, and this is from John Tiffany, who's actually going to be directing, uh, the, uh, the stage show, says, quote, it was always difficult being Harry Potter, and it isn't much easier now that he is an overworked employee of the Ministry of Magic, a hum- husband, and a father of three school-aged children. While Harry grapples with a past that refuses to stay where it belongs, his youngest son, Albus, Albus Severus, must struggle with the weight of a family legacy he never wanted. As past and present fuse ominously, both father and son learn the uncomfortable truth. Sometimes darkness comes from unexpected places. Crazy. So, yeah. Sounds awesome. I think uh, we might be applying for press passes for Star Wars Celebration, which mm, happened possible. to be playing next month or next summer in London. Mm, sounds like a stretch, but sounds great. It is a stretch, Let's but do it. dream, dream, dreaming. A man can dream. Yes. Uh, we have officially been given a release date for Kingsman 2. Have you ever seen the first Kingsman? I did not. It is wonderful. Not here. It is so much fun. Still haven't seen it. You've got to watch it. Uh, well, Kingsman 2 is officially set the release date for June 6th of 2017. If that date sounds familiar, it's because it's a jam-packed month. Oh, what? The same day, Kingsman 2 is going to be released the same day as Cars 3. Oh, God. It's going to be released the week after World War Z 2 and the week before Wonder Woman. So sounds late like we're going May, to movies. Yeah, late May, <laughs> early June of 2017 is going to be a good time to be a movie fan. Yeah, let's go to the movies. Sometime around that time. I'm, um, I'm but, out of school pretty much around there. So yeah, I'm, but my favorite thing about the, the news that came out is they're keeping the R rating, which made oh, the, the first the first one was great because it had violence, a little bit of nudity, and lots of swearing because it was R-rated. But it, you, it, you would think it would be for kids, but it really wasn't. And they're keeping the R rating. They're not dumbing it down to PG-13. So I'm excited about that. Sweet. Um, there's very rarely that we actually get some Sherlock news. But we got some. Yeah, Sherlock is great. Um, I mean, anything done by... Um, Cumberbatch? No, by... Uh, I just had to say it. Moffat. Okay, yeah, I know. Okay. Oh, that guy's I've incredible been a, writer. Yeah, I've been a huge Moffat fan going back to Coupling. Well, and he does uh, Orphan Black and... He's a producer on Orphan Black. He does the writing and directing for... He, he did a lot for... Uh, he didn't do the first season of... Doctor Who. Of Doctor Who, but he took over the reins. Right. Um, so he's basically just... This whole rebirth of BC, B, uh, the BBC. BBC. Mm-hmm. He's been having a huge hand in it. He did a great show um, 15 years ago called Coupling, which ran for four seasons, which oh, yeah. is phenomenal. Some of those. It's hilarious. It was turned into a horrible Brit- uh, American version <laughs> that ran for about six episodes yeah. as opposed to four seasons. Um, but it's great. So check it out. But the news we have for Sherlock is that they've, there's been a long-rumored Christmas special, um, which they have no date, no news, no nothing, except not. for that they're officially saying that it will be simulcast to theaters. Oh, that's going to be awesome. That will be awesome. 
Um, also, they have officially said that season four filming starts in April. Cool. I'm excited. I It took me a little bit. I think the wife watched uh, Sherlock, and then she's like, you have to watch this show. I was like, all right. Kind of like Doctor Who. Right. The same same thing. I said, all right. And so we watched we watched them all together. I've seen all of them. I, it's, that okay. show's phenomenal. I and I say- absolutely love... Uh, what's his name? When, uh, that plays, uh, Watson. Watson Hobbit. Yeah, he played, uh, Sam? Bilbo. He played young Bilbo. Young Bilbo. Oh, he also played, uh, in, um, Hitchhiker's Guide. Oh, and I loved him in Hitchhiker's Guide. Anyway, sorry, cause I know you're listening, actor who has played these roles. Uh, I love Martin Watson. Freeman. Martin Freeman. Thank you. Phenomenal. And I actor. didn't even have to Google that. Yeah, we didn't do that. Uh, phenomenal actor. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, uh, Sherlock and Cumber. Obviously, Cumberbatch is great, but yeah, but I, I, I'm it. a bigger fan of of him. Um, I actually I I binged the first two seasons. I'm actually behind. I have not watched mm. season three yet, mm. so I need to watch it. Mm. It's on my list, but sorry, I, I just had to binge watch Arrow and the Flash for you. So, oh, bro, I mean, we all we all make our priorities. Continue. Uh, speaking of the Arrowverse, yep. um, uh, David S. Goyer, who is the, the main uh, driving force behind the Arrowverse, he does Arrow and, and The Flash and a whole bunch of stuff, he's actually developing a show for the Sci-Fi Network called Krypton. Oh, um, this thing. And it looks like it's going to be set in the DCU, but yeah. not in the Arrowverse. Um, which kind of makes sense because they've actually said that it's going to be setting, the setting is going to be 200 years before Man of Steel. So it's going to be taking the stuff from Krypton that we had in Man of Steel with basically the the um, Russell Crowe, um, who played Superman's father yeah. in Man of Steel. It's going to be fa- basically focusing on not necessarily him. Well, it won't be that character. Be taking, yeah. But that time, that era, okay. that that in Krypton, basically. You, it's going to be an origin story of Krypton, basically. So that'll be cool. How do you feel about this? Um, I'm okay with it yeah. because I'm not as invested in the DC universe as I have been in Marvel or Same Star here. Wars, or whatever. Yeah. So any new content learning about it is just fascinating to me. I, I would be really intrigued. Um, although I am well behind on Gotham, I would really be intrigued to see how this goes. And I would, I would actually love to watch Krypton. I'd yeah, like to see what, what goes on that damn planet, you know, prior to all this stuff. Yeah, it because from cool. what I understand, Gotham, I, I don't, I don't know for sure. But that they're thinking about tying Gotham into the actual DC universe. So yeah. in with the Batman versus Superman stuff. Mm. Um, it's Green Lantern, Aquaman, all the stuff that's coming up. Well, we only got about halfway through the first season and I would, and we're going to go back to it. Uh, the first season's on Netflix. I've been recording the second season, but, um, I, I, I really, I'm more intrigued with the second season than the first, but right, I feel like I need villains. to finish the first, but yeah, I'm, uh, it's on my, it's on my plate to watch. Um, mm. but I, like I said, I just finished binging the, the whole Arrowverse. Um, right now I'm catching up on some current shows like Quantico, which is fantastic. Um, I haven't watched Quantico or Limitless. Those are the only two I Limitless feel like is I would on my like list. I haven't watched, but, but Quantico is a lot of, it's very good. Okay. Um, so I'm really enjoying that. I'm deciding whether or not I want to binge watch X-Files before the new series oh God, starts. I can't do that. Can't but that is nine seasons of Nope. Right. Um, <laughs> nope. Nope. Um, Next. Yeah. So, you know, I really kind of have an opening on my board. I was thinking about going back and trying to uh, finish off Breaking Bad. I only watched the first season oh, of yeah, it. I never watched that. So, yeah, there's lots of stuff I need to watch. If you have any suggestions on which of my next thing should be, just tweet me and say, watch yeah. this next. Watch this. Hashtag watch next. Um, <laughs> nice. 
So, uh, so that's pretty much it for me for news. We've got a couple of trailers that we uh, found this week, but we're going to be pushing them to the real reviews. Yeah, let's next push them week. to next week, and we'll we'll do that. We're already running a little longer than we anticipate tonight, anyway. Right. Um, I think Swotor and and the ROM helped. But one thing I wanted to bring up was the Suicide Squad images right. that came up uh, with Empire Magazine, which. Yeah, if them? you if you don't if you don't oh. read Empire Magazine, it's one of my favorite film magazines out there. Um, I mean, if you're looking for overall pop culture stuff, Entertainment Weekly is entertaining. Empire gets into the industry, and yeah. I also like Total Film, which I believe are both British publications. Um, but Empire's great, so they get a lot of behind the scenes stuff. They get a lot of great images. Um, Some of these things with the Joker are just ridiculous. I yeah. love that shot. Obviously, yeah. Um, um, it's it's really going to be interesting to to watch um, um, Deadshot played by Will, Will Smith, Smith mm-hmm. as opposed to the Deadshot that we've been seeing in the Arrowverse, right? And I like that guy, and he's I, good. I really like the guy who plays Deadshot in the Arrowverse. There's some really cool. Uh, there's some really cool shots in this. Um, they they list everybody. They give you an image of them. Um, but this is pretty cool. Uh, and this well, what I love is like covers. it had Boomerang. Love this cover, yeah, that's a good cover of Harlequin. Um, oh. But you know, Boomerang is one of the people that's going to be involved. But in that was a villain that, or a antihero that was barely touched on in the Arrowverse, right? You know, they they mentioned the, the Boomerangs, but not really the person Where himself. Really. Oh, there he is. Yeah, cool. Yeah, no, I, I I'm excited about that. I can't wait for Suicide Squad. I'm I'm, I'm pretty I'm, fond about it. You know the. I was like, okay, I'm gonna go see it, obviously, because it's an interesting concept and everything. Now that I've watched Arrowverse, yeah, you gotta watch. It. I definitely want to watch it. And how much more excited, depending on how deep you are? Oh, you're 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 almost caught up. Yeah, I'm only a couple. How much more excited are you gonna be when uh, Legends of Tomorrow comes out? Oh, I can't wait. Oh. And that's to do out in what February? It's soon. It's early next year. It's yeah. gonna be phenomenal. I'm really looking forward to that. So I think that's it. I think that's it. I think we're done for the night. Can we be done? We're done. So thanks for tuning in to the usual podcast. We welcome all feedback. So if you have comments or questions or want to read the blogs discussed on the show, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com, email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com, or find us on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, and Swartor Network. I'm at day 73 on t-shirts. Boom. Speaking of Instagram, boom. Uh, I am at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at I am Will Griggs. Uh, we're on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Leave us feedback. I love being at Lucky 13, but we can move past it. And audibletrial.com slash usual podcast, or of course, patreon.com slash usual podcast. Give us a buck or two an episode. We love that. Thank you. Support us. And do you have anything else, my friend? Yeah, that was great. We had a great episode, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> and we'll see you all next week. <laughs> <laughs>